When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. These are challenging times, but you don't have to navigate them alone. Welcome to How Can I Help? I'm Dr. Gail Salt. I'm a clinical associate professor of psychiatry at the New York Presbyterian Hospital, a psychoanalyst, and best-selling author. And I'm here every week to answer your most pressing questions, hopefully with understanding, insight, and advice. We continue to live in some very, very stressful times. One of the stresses is certainly that we are finding ourselves very divided as a country in terms of many of our morals and values. This kind of division can cause people to not only have very different thoughts from one another, but also different behaviors, expectations for behaviors, and even attempts to force others to have certain behaviors. Today, I'm answering a question from a listener who is struggling with the decision to make about how she wants to behave in the face of family members who have a different set of morals, values, and even beliefs from her. I live in New York City, where I often ride the train. And for everyone who has ridden the train, the thought might cross their mind. What if I just jumped the turnstile and didn't pay? I could ride the train for free, and probably no one would notice. And it won't really hurt anyone. The way many people do not go on to make that choice, myself included, aside from the fear of breaking the law, is by asking themselves, what if everyone did that? The answer is, the system would likely go bankrupt and no one would be able to ride the train anymore. It would hurt many people. Moral philosophers have long believed that this type of reasoning, known as universalization, 
is the best way to make moral decisions. But do most people spontaneously use this kind of moral judgment in their everyday lives? In a 2020 study of several hundred people, MIT and Harvard University did a research study that confirmed that people do use this strategy in particular situations called threshold problems. These are social dilemmas in which harm can occur if everyone or a large number of people perform a certain action. The authors devised a mathematical model that quantitatively predicts the judgments that people are likely to make. They also showed that children as young as four years old can use this type of reasoning to judge right and wrong. They found that this mechanism seems to be a way that we spontaneously figure out what are the kinds of actions that I can do that are sustainable in my community. The concept of universalization has been included in philosophical theories since at least the 1700s. It is one of several strategies that philosophers believe people use to make moral judgments along with outcome-based reasoning and rule-based reasoning, like, I don't want to break the law. However, there have been few psychological studies of universalization, and many questions remain regarding how often this strategy is used and under what circumstances. And to look at those questions, this research team asked participants to evaluate the morality of actions taken in situations where harm could occur if too many people perform the action. So, In one scenario, John, a fisherman, is trying to decide whether to start using a new, more efficient fishing hook that will allow him to catch more fish. But if every fisherman in his village decided to use the hook, there would soon be no fish left in the lake. The researchers found that many subjects did use universalization to evaluate John's actions and that their judgments depended on a variety of factors, including the number of people who were interested in using the new hook and the number of people using it that would trigger a harmful outcome. The researchers created different versions of the scenario. In one, no one else in the village was interested in using the new hook. And in that scenario, most participants thought it was acceptable for John to use it. But if others in the village were interested but then chose not to use it. Then John's decision to use it was judged to be morally wrong. In other words, it didn't matter if the other people chose not to because they may have been doing it for moral reasons, but the fact that many people wanted to do it, and if they did, it would be wrong. It was deemed wrong. Researchers also found that they could use their data to create a mathematical model that explains how people take different factors into account such as how many people want to do the action, how many people doing it would cause harm. And the model could accurately show or predict how people's judgments change when these factors change. The researchers created scenarios that they used to test judgments made by children between the ages of 4 and 11. One story featured a child who wanted to take a rock from a path in a park for his rock collection. And children were asked to judge whether that was okay under two different scenarios. One, only one child wanted a rock. And in the other, 
many children wanted to take a rock home for their collection. And they found that most of the children deemed it wrong to take a rock if everyone wanted to, but okay if there was only one child who wanted to. But the children were not able to specifically explain why they had made those judgments, unlike the adults. And so it's important to understand that children, while they may not be able to articulate it, do use universalization as a method of deciding what is morally wrong. Though we have laws and government regulations to legislate universalization, we can still use this moral reasoning in those scenarios and in others, especially if there isn't. And I bring this up because now, as laws are changing, and being debated, we need to think about our own moral code. At the start of the pandemic, before there were laws or regulations because it was so new from agencies, various towns and communities came together anyway to require masking for the safety of everyone. There are many moral choices where we don't come together using universalization. Issues like climate change, and gun control. And in the United States especially, this country, which rates highest in the world on the scale of individuality, many people think of the good of the individual ahead of the good of the group. And that undermines the use of this important technique of moral reasoning. So with that, right after the break, we'll get to my listeners' questions. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Since every minute counts when you're a new parent, who wants to waste time washing bottles? Transform this daily tour with the Baby Bretza Bottle Washer Pro the first machine that automatically washes, sterilizes, and dries bottles, pump parts, and sippy cups at the push of a button. Its 20 spray jets clean everything 100%. Plus, it sterilizes with steam, then dries with germ-free air. Don't waste time on tedious hand washing. Let the Baby Bretza Bottle Washer Pro do it for you. 
Shop now at babybretza.com. Welcome back. Let's get to my listener's question and see, how can I help? Dear Dr. Saltz, I am a gay woman. I have known this since I was 13 years old. And at 24 years old, I would like to be able to be my authentic self with my family. But my parents are evangelical Christian, and they believe that being gay is a sin. That being gay means you will never be redeemable, and I fear their disapproval, their rejection, and frankly, the loss of their love. I guess I could continue their don't ask, don't tell policy and just avoid the topic. But at the same time, I hate pretending to be other than myself and lying about why I'm not dating, don't have a boyfriend, as well as having the sense that it makes me feel bad about me. I know it's no longer so unusual to come out, but I also know that most people don't have such religious parents. On the one hand, I feel like being myself isn't hurting anyone, so why can't I be? On the other hand, I do realize that being myself will, in all likelihood, really hurt my parents. And I love them, and I don't want to hurt them. I don't know how to make the best decision here. First, let me say, as you suggest, this choice is yours and yours alone. And what's right for someone other than you may or may not be right for you. You can choose whether, when, how, how much, and where to tell. If you are considering telling, it's important, and I would advise you to have someone or possibly a few people who do know in your life that you are gay and who can be a support system for you in the case that this doesn't go as you would hope initially, and you do need support. Your parents don't have the right to demand you be a particular individual for them. You are an adult, and who you are is who you are. Your responsibility is to do the best by yourself for yourself. I see that you are using the principle of universalization and you are stuck with the idea that you can't hurt them. But this moral reasoning idea is about hurting large groups of people. And here you are weighing yourself versus them. As an adult, the healthy choice has to be you. But in order for the choice to be healthy, you should consider various possibilities. Is one parent more likely to be accepting? If so, I would consider talking to that parent alone first and getting their support as you tell the other parent. Is this likely to be a completely safe conversation? In which case, a relaxed, non-pressured private place is good. Or could this become volatile? and maybe even unsafe, in which case a public venue which adds safety is what you should do. Don't expect something positive at first reveal. Give them time to think about it, to ask questions. Give them time to process it. It can take time 
for an unaccepting parent to realize that love outweighs everything else and to be able to be accepting. Share only the part you want to, which may just simply be, I am gay. It may not be about partners or specifics if you don't wish it to be. You do not need to apologize. Come in confident. You know yourself. You like yourself. You aren't trying to hurt them. You're letting them in to know better who you are because you love them and are willing to be closer and more vulnerable with them. This is a good way to present it. If you want more time to not share the information, that is okay too. You know your parents, and in certain, albeit sad, circumstances, no information is safer. But most of the time, except under circumstances of toxic intolerance, it does feel better for you, and often even for the parents, to be your authentic self. I hope that was helpful. There are, of course, other ways to make moral decisions about what to do in our lives, and much of them are steeped in a long and important philosophical history. Here are a few. Utilitarianism was conceived in the 19th century to help legislatures determine which laws were morally best. They suggested that ethical actions are those that provide the greatest balance of good over evil. To analyze an issue using the utilitarian approach, first identify the various courses of action available. Next, ask who will be affected by each action and what benefits or harms will be derived from each. And third, choose the action that will produce the greatest benefit and the least harm. The ethical action is the one that provides the greatest good for the greatest number. Another method is called the rights approach. It has its roots in philosophy of the 18th century thinker Immanuel Kant, who focused on the individual's right to choose for himself or herself. According to this philosopher, what makes human beings different from mere things is that people have dignity based on their ability to choose freely what they will do with their lives, and they have a fundamental moral right to have these choices respected. People are not objects to be manipulated. It is a violation of human dignity to use people in ways they do not freely choose. Many other rights exist in this reasoning as well. These other rights can be thought of as different aspects of the basic right to be treated as we choose. The right to the truth. We have a right to be told the truth and to be informed about matters that significantly affect our choices. We have the right of privacy. To do, believe, and say whatever we choose in our personal lives so long as we do not violate the rights of others. We have the right not to be injured. To not be harmed unless we freely and knowingly do something to deserve punishment, or we freely and knowingly choose to risk such injuries. And we have the right to what is agreed, to what has been promised by those with whom we have freely entered into a contract or agreement. In deciding whether an action is moral or immoral, 
and using this second approach, we have to ask, does the action respect the moral rights of everyone? Actions are wrong to the extent that they violate the rights of individuals. The more serious the violation, the more wrongful the action. Another approach is the common good approach to ethics, which assumes a society compromising individuals whose own good is inextricably linked to the good of the community. Community members are bound by the pursuit of common values and goals. The common good is a notion that originated more than 2,000 years ago in writings of Plato, Aristotle, and Cicero. We focus on ensuring the social policies, social systems, institutions, and environments on which we depend and which are beneficial to all. So, for example, common good means things like affordable health care, effective public safety, peace among nations a just legal system, and an unpolluted environment. So in appealing to the common good, it's important to view ourselves as members of the same community, reflecting on broad questions concerning the kind of society that we want to become and how we are to achieve that society. While respecting and valuing the freedom of individuals to pursue their own goals, the common good approach challenges us to recognize and further those goals that we share in common. One last approach I wanted to discuss is the virtue approach, which assumes there are certain ideals toward which we should strive, which provide for the full development of our humanity. These ideals are discovered through thoughtful reflection on what kind of people we have the potential to become. Because virtues are attitudes or character traits that enable us to be and act in ways that develop our highest potential. They allow us to pursue the ideals that we have adopted. Honesty, courage, compassion, generosity, fidelity, integrity, fairness, self-control, and prudence. Those are all virtues. And once acquired, they become characteristic of a person. And a person who has developed virtues will naturally be disposed to act in ways consistent with moral principles. The virtuous person is the ethical person. So I just explain all this in hopes that all of you would think about how you on a day-to-day basis and then within your community make your moral choices. What benefit and what harms will each course of action you do produce? And which alternative will lead to the best overall consequences? What moral rights do the affected parties have? And which course of action best respects everyone else's rights as well? And which course of action treats everyone the same, except if there is a morally justifiable reason not to, and doesn't show discrimination or favoritism? Overall, Which course of action will you take today that advances the common good? Do you have a problem I can help with? If so, email me at howcanihelp at senecawomen.com. All centers remain anonymous. And listen every Friday to How Can I Help? with me, Dr. Gail Salt.
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Since every minute counts when you're a new parent, who wants to waste time washing bottles? Transform this daily chore with the Baby Bretza Bottle Washer Pro the first machine that automatically washes, sterilizes, and dries bottles, pump parts, and sippy cups at the push of a button. Its 20 spray jets clean everything 100%. Plus, it sterilizes with steam, then dries with germ-free air. Don't waste time on tedious hand washing. Let the Baby Bretza Bottle Washer Pro do it for you. Shop now at babybretza.com. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com, that's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.